Okay, here we go. Greetings, saints and sinners. Are you looking for truth? Well, you've come to the right place. This is the Bible Truth Podcast. And for those on YouTube, the School of Obedience. Welcome. Hope you guys are all well out there. Hope you're doing okay. Hope you're taking care of yourself. We're living in a tough, tough world now. So you got to keep yourself in prayer. you got to keep yourself in check. Look after yourself. All right, let's get this. Today, our Bible reading is from Matthew chapter 7, from verse 15 to 20. The Bible says, Beware of false prophets, which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. You shall know them by their fruit. Just to pause there, the definition for ravening, okay, and I want you to keep this in your mind and remember this as we go in through this um, teaching, this study. Ravening is ferocious, extremely hungry, and hunting for prey, okay? No mercy extremely hungry, ferocious, and hunting for prey. Back to the Bible. You shall know them by their fruit. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit. Neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Wherefore, by their fruits you shall know them. First things first. I need you to take note. As much as Christ is warning us, he is also instructing us. It is very important that we take to heart everything that Christ says. Never take what Christ said lightly. The words of Jesus are important. The words of Christ are life. They will save you from a lot of mess. They will save you from a lot of trouble. So as we go into this study and we heed into Christ's words, I want you to consider what he says and take his words seriously. Now, he says, beware which means be cautious, be alert to risk and danger. I want you to understand something. This is your soul at risk. You have to exercise extreme caution in the matters of the soul, in the matters of the heart. Now, obviously, we want to know how, how do I do this? How do I do this, you ask? First and most important, do not believe everything you hear over the pulpit. Test the word that is being taught or the prophecy that is being given. Test them against scripture. It doesn't mean because dude is standing behind the pulpit that is genuine. It's so important for you to know that the only absolute truth you have is the Bible, is the scripture. And the only guide you have to truth is the Bible, is the scripture. So whatever is said to you, whatever's preached to you, whatever's prophesied to you, whatever's given to you, no matter how many times the man standing behind the pulpit calls himself the man of God, you take that word that he said, you write it down and you go and you search scripture. And if it does not tie up with scripture, then it is false. Because once you embrace and accept that word into your heart and you accept it as truth, you are putting yourself in grave, grave danger. You've got to be careful. And a very important thing for you to know, do not be emotional because one of the things that these false churches, these false teachers or false prophets do, they rile up your emotions. They hype you up. They get you emotional. And from emotion, they then bring in deception. The music playing, you're dancing, you're singing, you're singing those slow jams in church that make you cry. And they're telling you that the presence of God is here and the presence of 
of God is in this place and you become all emotional and in emotion you embrace whatever they say it's sort of like you're hypnotized you've got to be careful do not be emotional such scripture do you know Hitler one of the most evil men to walk on this planet do you know how he got the german soldiers and a lot of the german people to commit such evil such atrocities against humanity he used emotion in fact he said it himself in his book mein kampf i use emotion for the many and i save reason for the few when you are emotional you react without thought you get somebody emotional and angry they react without thought a lot of people are sitting in prison today because they got emotional and they did not use reason now I want you to listen to the bible listen to what the bible says about being careful we're looking at the first word of what jesus said remember he said beware okay i know he said beware of false prophets we're going to look at that later but i want you to 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 take in beware because that is the first warning beware it doesn't matter of what but i want you to see how serious it is when christ says beware okay this is what the bible says ephesians chapter 5 verse 15 to 16 so then that ye walk circumspectly not as fools but as wise redeeming the time because the days are evil circumspectly is simply be careful consider all circumstances and possible consequences and be prudent watch yourself plan ahead don't just react in the moment consider everything that's been said tie it up against scripture see the consequences of receiving this nonsense don't make decisions on emotion be wise pray for wisdom the bible instructs us to do so he says because the days are evil and i'll tell you this one of the ways you know that the days are evil that we're living in is when there is more false in the church than there is truth first john chapter 4 and verse 1 beloved believe not every spirit but try the spirits whether they are of god because many false prophets are gone out into the world you see that don't believe everything test it against the word of god colossians chapter 2 and verse 8 beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men after the rudiments of the world and not after Christ you've got to be careful because they'll take you captive with vain words and philosophy these false teachers they talk a good game all these big words and fancy words and they tell you fables and stories and they tell you about their lives and what they did and how they achieved but they're giving you the rudiments the principles of the world the basic principles of the world they are making you more carnal rather than spiritual be careful listen to me it is a general rule of life be careful don't just run blindly into things trust god trust your heart trust the word and be careful there's a scripture i really like it's in proverbs chapter 4 and verse 23 it says keep your heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life and i like the word diligence there because diligence means careful and a persistent work or effort you've got to put effort into god in your heart don't be lazy about it don't be chill about it you've got to put effort be diligent in the guarding of your heart because from it flows the issue of life and it's any decision you make you know i know today we're talking about 
the the false teachers because of Christ's warning, but the relationships you get into. Don't just run with your your feelings because you're catching feelings for somebody and you throw caution to the wind. Make sure they are honest. Make sure they show you who they truly are from the get. Make sure they are open with you. Listen, nobody's perfect. You heard. Nobody is perfect. But the problem is when somebody who's trying to be in a relationship with you hides their imperfections, hides the way they truly feel, they pretend, they're phony, and then once they got you hooked, then they show that they're the real. They show who they really are, I should say. You've got to be careful. Anything you're getting yourself into, business partnerships, friendships, because it all seems all rosy and wonderful now, but down the road, most of these relationships will cost you. And that's because we don't guard our heart. But he says you got to be diligent, be persistent in looking after your heart because that's where the issues of life flow. Okay, I hope you got that in your heart. I hope you understand that you have to be careful, that you have to beware. Take it as a strong word, beware. Okay, but now we've got to move on to the next step. Beware of what? What must we beware of? What is Christ talking about here? Well, let's move on in the verse and see. There we go. Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. My, my, my. So these false prophets come and they're wearing a lot of wool on their body, but inside you don't see it. And they're wearing so much wool that they cover the sharp teeth and you don't see it, but inwardly in their hearts, they are ravening wolves. They're hunting you like prey. We've got to beware of the sheep with the sharp teeth. Now, before we continue, let's have a look at what the Bible says about these false prophets and let's see what they do. Why is Christ warning us? First thing you have to watch for, listen to Deuteronomy chapter 18 and verse 20. But the prophet which shall, which, sorry, but the prophet which shall presume to speak a word in my name, which I have not commanded him to speak, or that shall speak in the name of other gods, even that prophet shall die. So you see this, the first thing, these dudes are liars. A false prophet will claim the word which he has is from God. And we see so much of this in the church today, don't we? People standing behind the pulpit and saying, God is saying, or God said. And after after they say God is saying and God said, they hit you with some false doctrine. And the false doctrine, let me tell you, is hurting the church. It's hurting the people of God today. But what can we do? We've got to keep praying because, because Christ says the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. And a lot of these false doctrines are straight out of hell. It's so sad for me, you know, just thinking about it right now. It's so sad how the false doctrine has caught a blaze in the church and just burnt like a wildfire and so many people are deceived and one of the worst things that you can hear in the modern church today is oh god said god said i wanted to do this and god said to me and a lot of the time what you are saying god said is against scripture jeremiah chapter 14 and verse 14 then the lord said unto me the prophets prophesy lies in my name i sent them not Neither have I commanded them, neither spake unto them. They prophesy unto you a false vision and divination and a thing of naught and the deceit of their heart. A false prophet comes with lies. 
lies and they come with the deceit of their heart. In Jeremiah 29 verse 9, For they prophesy falsely unto you in my name. I have not sent them, saith the Lord. Come on now, come on now. They're not even from God. They're coming with their own mission. They got their own plan, their own end game. A false prophet is a liar. That's what it's clear from these verses. They're on their own mission. They're doing their own thing. But he uses the name of God to lie to you. And I want to show you in a moment how we know that a false prophet is a false prophet. But why do they do this? Why are these evil men doing these things? What is the end game? Well, the answer is very simple. I mean, you see it on the, 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 the Christian television. You hear it in the churches today. It's money. Okay, that's the answer. They do it for money. They are false prophets so they can profit off you. Check this. Micah chapter 3 and verse 11. The heads therefore judge for reward. The priests therefore teach for hire. And the prophets divine for money. Yet they will lean upon the Lord and say, Is not God among us? No evil can come upon us. Imagine. So the heads are judging because they want reward. And the priests, they're teaching because they're hired to do so. These days we call it an honorarium. Nobody's coming to your church until there's paper promised, until that contract is signed and he's getting something out of it. It's not, oh, God sent me here. It's God sent me here after you promised me an honorarium, after I'm going to get the payoff, or I'm a young preacher coming up and I'm getting an opportunity to put my name out there. They do it for hire. Now listen to me. I'm not saying an honorarium is wrong. I'm saying an honorarium is wrong when the person bases his decision on whether he'll come and minister at your church on how much you are giving him. If you're not giving him anything, then he's not showing up. This is supposed to be a man of God. But if dude shows up and not, and not expecting anything, it's okay to give him something. I, I get that. And I understand that because obviously, because obviously preachers got to make a living. But when they say, how much you going to give me? And you're like, hey, we're going we're gonna to give you five grand. No, I'll do it for five and a half. That's a problem. So money is the end game. Okay. That's the end game for all of this is money. Some people want power. They want to control other people. When you go to a church, listen to me, people, when you go to a church week in and week out, and in that church, they do not preach Christ at all. They preach this motivational garbage. It means two things. And this is the truth, whether you like it or not. Number one, the preacher does not read their Bible. They have no conviction. And number two, you're in a false church. That's it. I mean, if the church is not preaching Christ, then it's a false church. And if the church is preaching about you, how you are going to make it, how you are going to be rich, how you are going to overcome sickness. That's all lies because it's not about you. It's about Christ. Money. They're doing it money. Everything comes down to take out your checkbooks, take out your wallets. Now, I'm not against giving. Giving is essential for the gospel to be shared and preached. But I'm against these people fleecing you, manipulating, telling you false stories false prophecies, having what we call offering nugget sessions to manipulate you into giving. Giving is good, but giving is from the heart. It's that simple. Okay, next question you'd obviously ask. How then do we know that a false prophet is a false prophet? Well, the Bible tells us. Okay, just peep this. Okay, 
First of all, if there arises you, sorry, if there arise among you a prophet or a dreamer of dreams, and he gives you a sign or a wonder, I'm reading Deuteronomy chapter 13, verse 1 to 3, and he gives you a sign or a wonder, and the sign or the wonder comes to pass. Wherefore he spake unto thee. Okay, so the sign and wonder comes to pass. Dude stands up and he shows you a sign or wonder or says something's gonna happen and it comes to pass. But then he says to you, let's go after other gods which you don't know and let's serve them. Thou shalt not hearken unto the words of that prophet or that dreamer of dreams. For the Lord your God proveth you to know whether you love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. So God is saying he'll allow this false dude to perform a miracle and a sign to see if you love God because after that what, what's he going to say oh look what I've done now it's time to, to get rich it's time for your money to come and you begin to serve mammon you begin to serve the God of the world listen everything must lead you to Christ because Christ leads you to the Father Jesus says I am the way the truth and the life and no one comes to the Father except through me there is no other way to God except through Christ and if someone Somebody is preaching a gospel and they're talking about you, how you had a bad life and you're going to make it. False, false teacher, he must lead you to Christ. So even though the miracles come to pass, but he leads you to other gods, he's a false teacher. Don't follow him. And then secondly, Deuteronomy 18.22, when a prophet speaketh in the name of the Lord, if the thing follow not, nor come to pass, that is the thing which the Lord has not spoken, but the prophet has spoken it presumptuously. Do not be afraid of him. Don't respect him. He's a false prophet. You know, we get themes in our churches and the false teacher will stand up there and say that God spoke to me and this year we're running with the theme of anointing from heaven. You're going to be walking in anointing. I'm just giving an example, okay? I don't know what themes are out there, but we're going to be walking in anointing. And what does that even mean? Or the year of gold and prosperity. There's going to be gold everywhere and everyone is going to prosper. Or something more realistic. The year of miracle signs and wonders and no miracle signs and wonders happen. That person's a false teacher. Or the year of the revelation of Christ. Christ will reveal himself to us in, in our dreams, in our homes, and Christ does not do that. That person's a false teacher. I hope you're hearing me. Okay, so when they speak, and they speak in the name of the Lord. Listen, do you really want God to speak to you? Open your Bible. Start from Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1 all the way through to Revelation chapter 22. That's God speaking to you. That's God speaking to you loud and clear. And if you want God to speak to you audibly, read the Bible aloud. That's God speaking to you. We want to run on these missions of, oh, I want to hear the voice of the Lord, but we ignore our Bible. You can never know or understand the voice of God if you don't know the Bible. Because a lot of the time, this voice of God that we're pursuing is us deceiving ourselves or the devil as an angel of light. Because most of the time, it is against scripture. So know your Bible, spend time in the Bible. Let God speak to you when you want to say, oh, God said to me, let it be a scripture that you read. Very important. Okay, so I hope it's clear to you what a false prophet is. And let's just put it together there. Beware of false prophets. So we've seen what it is to beware. Secondly, we've seen what a false prophet is and we know their motive. So 
It's got to be clear. But just a quick little recap here. False prophets are liars and they use the name of God to back up their lies. Something important for you to know, there are many false prophets. And then false prophets are after your money. They use deception to hook you and then drain your wallet. Yep, they drain your bank account. They are a lot like these online scammers. So you have to beware. Exercise extreme caution. Slow down, follow the rules and exercise extreme caution. Now Christ says they come to you in sheep's clothing. Let's talk about that. So they come to you looking like you. That means they know the so-called church talk. They master church traditions. And just like a predator, they come and associate themselves with the weak and vulnerable. Now, very, very important. We've got to zoom in on something here. Christ says they come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. So they look like you, they sound like you, they act like you, but it's their heart. Mm. Let's see what scripture says here. Listen to this. Second Corinthians chapter 11, 13 to 15. For such are false prophets, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into apostles of Christ. But don't, don't be shocked. Marvel not. For Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the minister of, ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their work. Now take note, his ministers, because anyone that is preaching a false gospel to you is a minister of Satan. And if you're a preacher and you're hearing this and you've been preaching false teachings to the church, what are false teachings, you ask me, anything other than the gospel of Christ? Listen, you are a minister of Satan. Second mm. Peter chapter 2 verse 1 to 3, but there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you who privily shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that brought them, and bring upon themselves swift destruction, and many shall follow their pernicious ways, by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of, and through covetousness shall they with feigned words make merchandise of you, whose judgment now of a long time lingereth not, and their damnation slumbereth not. Now pernicious there, it means having a harmful effect in a gradual and subtle way. You've got to be careful, people. You see, you go to these false churches, you listen to these false teachers, it's gradually destroying you. And let me tell you this, let me tell you this, I've got to say this, they talk about money, they talk about prosperity, they talk about the things of the world so much, and you're going to church and you're saying, I pray, I pray, but you find that gradually your, your, your faith is destroyed. And what has happened to you? You now become a paper chaser. Now you're just chasing after money. You're just talking about money. You don't pray much. You don't read your Bible much. And most importantly, you don't want to hear the truth. And when you look back, you think, but how did I get here? It's because gradually and in a subtle way, the evil words and evil teachings have destroyed your faith, bringing you to the point where you're not living for Christ anymore. You don't want truth anymore. You flee from truth. You hate truth. You're afraid of truth subtly and you didn't even know it because you embraced this false rock you embraced this false doctrine you didn't even know it and now you're money hungry you're paper chasing and your faith is messed up privily quietly they bring in damnable heresies 
Oh my, 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 my. And many shall follow these destructive ways. My heart bleeds for the church because so many people came to church looking for truth. So many people came looking for hope, hoping Christ. And they landed in the laps of these false teachers. And now carnality and the world has become God to you. You assume godliness is having money, having things, going places, doing things. It's an assumption, but godliness is not that. Godliness is actually denying the world. How easy it is to take $500,000 and spend it on yourself. But how difficult is it to take out $10 to give a widow, to give an orphan, to give towards a ministry, to give towards the true preaching of the gospel, to give somebody that's come to you and said, I'm hungry, I'm in need of a meal. It's so difficult for you to do because gradually there was a rot put in our soul to the point where you will reject truth. I want you to understand something. These people are self-serving. These people use the church as they please and do not care how many souls they destroy. They look like sheep. They talk like sheep. They act, But their actions are the actions of wolves because they act from the heart. These are the sheep with sharp teeth, slowly destroying in a ferocious way. These are the people that have set up family dynasties in the church. Their children benefit from your sacrifice, your giving. When you make a mistake in these churches, you are overly judged and harshly judged and even bashed over the pulpit. But when their children make mistakes, when they make mistakes, when their friends make mistakes, it's swept under the rug because these are ravenous wolves. They're not there for Christ. They're not there for salvation. They're there to make money. They're there for power. They're there to destroy you. They are being used of Satan. They are the ministers of Satan to destroy your soul. You're in a church that does not preach Christ anymore. It's entertainment, it's events, it's wonderful music, it's flashing lights and smoke machines. And all these things are a mask. All these things are a mask. In fact, not a mask, a hook to lure you, to get emotional. And I can tell you now, I can tell you now how you know you are hooked. Because you defend the so-called man of God. You come to church thinking, oh, this man is amazing. But you're never drawn to Christ. You're never convicted. You leave church thinking, oh, good time, great time. But you're never convicted. You're never led to Christ. You're never brought to a place of conviction. You're going to church looking for truth. Some, some people are surrounded by sin and they're looking for a way out. They're looking for a way to overcome sin. But you don't get that in church. It's sad. It's so sad. Truth is difficult to hear, so you reject it. You leave church. Oh, there was a good word. It's not a good word. It's supposed to rebuke you, discipline you, teach you, guide you. It's supposed to convict you. It's supposed to alter the way you are living. Christ says, they are ravening wolves. They have a hunger that cannot be satisfied, constantly on the hunt. They will lord over you. They will cause division among the saints. Their works are works of destruction. The true church of Christ has no name. But, but nowadays, churches are divided by name. And then we create false church traditions so that you never fit in or are never comfortable in another church. Because these wolves 
have captured you. So now you say, no, I belong to, I belong to full steam ahead ministries or I belong to glory, glory, hallelujah ministries. At my church, we do this. At my church, the man of God is like this. At my church, they've caused division in the body of Christ. They've caused division among the saints and their works are destruction. Destruction. They have a huge appetite to devour you. The danger of these kind of churches and false prophets and false teachers is that they lead you away from God. Hardly will you ever hear the gospel of Christ preached by these people. It is always self-glory. How you can be rich, how you can do better, how you can live the best life, how you can be the best in the world. The danger of these false teachings is that it leads you away from the truth and you become focused on self. And when you become focused on self, they then place themselves above you because they are the merchants of destruction. And like I'm saying, instead of going to church and falling in love with Christ, you're falling in love with the man or woman of God. My pastor, my prophet, my bishop, my apostle, my teacher, that's what you begin to say because they lord over you. You're trapped. You're trapped. It's, it's a cult. You're trapped because everything they taught, you know, I was. You hear this in, in, in the false church, oh, you've got to represent the brand. You've got to represent the name of the church. Remember when you're out there, you're representing the prophet or you're representing the bishop. You're not representing Christ. You see, they're lording over you and you're happy to do it. Why? Why are you happy to do it? Because they've drawn you away from God and they've made you God in your own life. Just like what Satan did to Adam and Eve in the garden, you'll be like God. You see, if you go to a church and the pastor stands behind the pulpit and tells you, listen, you're going to be okay. I know you're going through hardship and you're going to make it. First of all, we're sick of you going to make it messages. And secondly, no, I'm not going to make it without Christ. I'm not going to make salvation. I'm not going to make heaven without Christ. And in this world, things may not go well for me because Jesus said, in this world, you will have trouble. So why? is it that they're always preaching good things are going to happen? Why is it good things are going to happen all the time? And yet on the ground, good things are not happening. People are going through struggles because they are preaching a message that is given to them by Satan, whether they know it or not. And that message is to lead you away from God. Now, he says, you shall know them by their fruit. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Even so, a good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth forth not good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Wherefore, you shall know them by their fruit. So what are their, what are their fruits? Okay, let me show you this. Firstly, if a preacher teaches Christ, then the fruit of that teaching is someone seeking Christ or seeking righteousness. So if I'm a preacher of the word and I'm teaching the words of Christ and I'm teaching Christ, the fruit of that teaching is you being convicted and seeking after Christ and seeking after truth. But if they're teaching self and worldliness, what is the fruit of that teaching? A person seeking after the world. That's the fruit. A person seeking after the world. So they are producing fruit in the church of worldly and carnal people, people desiring the world, people boasting about the world. You know, it's so sad when you're in church and somebody testifies, oh, I bought a new car. That's what God has done for me. I bought a new TV. That's what God has done for me. 
God is amazing. But never do you hear about salvation. Never do you hear about deliverance from sin. Never do you hear about the restoration of the soul. Never do you hear about a knowledge of Christ, an understanding of the word. It's always about things because that's what a false teacher does. They lead you to things. And that is the fruit. And you can see their fruit in your life. When you think your great accomplishments are you having more, accomplishing things, doing things. Yes, we can do those things. But everything in life is a tool. The purpose of our existence is to serve God. But these messages lead you away from God. They don't give you a desire to read the Bible. They don't give you a desire to pray. They don't give you a desire to seek God. They don't give you a conviction to say, I'm not living right. That's their fruit. So the fruit of a false prophet is people turning away from God and turning to man, to carnality, and to self, chasing after the world, chasing after money. That's the fruit. Let's go to the Bible. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 3 and 4. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lusts they shall heap to themselves teachers having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. They'll be turned to stories. You see that? There'll come a time, and some of us have, have reached that place, where you're not interested in the truth, where you say that, no, I don't want to go to this preacher because he preaches the truth. And when I leave, I leave with conviction. So I I don't want that. Let me look out. Let me look out for somebody who can satisfy my lust for the world and the things of the world. Because we want to glory in the world. That's what we want to do. Especially in the modern time we're living in. People want to show off about places they went to, food they eat, the money they got, the job they work, their educational accomplishments, their children's achievement, how many children they have, their social circles. People want to glory in those things. And we know this because of social media. Everybody's plastered on social media. Oh, look at me. Look what I ate. Look where I went. Look what I did. Nobody's glorying in Christ. Nobody. And we don't even care. We don't even care that we're not glorying in Christ because we're after our own lusts. So we want teachers that satisfy those itching ears to hear the things that we want to hear. But those that preach the truth, you don't want to hear them. And sometimes, sometimes, and this is my experience with people, sometimes, God convicts you and your heart leads you to say, listen, you need to go hear the truth, but you brush it off because we want to hear fables. Second Peter chapter 2, verse 1 to 3. We read this just now. These false prophets bring in damnable heresies, bring in harmful teachings, and we want them. Colossians 2.8, they spoil you through vain deceits and after traditions of men. What are the traditions of men? Glorying in the world, glorying in the things of the world, chasing after the world, ravening wolves, and that's their fruit. We become comfortable in sin as long as carnally we are somewhat making it or doing stuff. Let me read Matthew 7, 15 to 20, then we close. Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. Ye shall know them by their fruit. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Wherefore, by their fruits ye shall know them. How do you overcome this? You spend time in the Bible. You spend time in the Word. You spend time with Christ in prayer. And you spend time with worship. 
in worship, sorry. But you've got to get the word in your heart. The more you read the Bible, the more you listen to and the more you hear truth, the more equipped you are to defeat this enemy, these wolves. And if you're in a church that is false, you've got to leave. You know, people say to me, so where must I go? Well, not there. Your soul is at risk. I hope you hear me. It's so important that we seek and know Christ. Amen. God bless you. You know, I, I know this, this word is convicting. I know. I hope you'll hear and I hope you'll practice. Beware. Like I said, these are the words from Christ and we have to take them seriously. Again, God bless you. Thank you for joining. And we will see you in the next one. But before you go, please, in the description, link to the Patreon page. Or if you're on YouTube, you can become a channel member. It helps the ministry. It helps us move forward. It helps us continue to do teachings like this. It helps us to be able to minister, to help those in need. It helps. So please consider partnering with us on Patreon or becoming a channel member on YouTube and just help us get along and move the ministry forward. Thank you to those that already are. A big God bless you and thank you so much. On YouTube, please subscribe, leave a like, share. And remember, as true disciples of Christ, we learn, we practice, and we teach because that's the only way to do it. My name is Don Pullen. This has been the Bible Truth Podcast, and I'm out.